Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on this Tuesday edition, we have got celebrity sightings to start off the show. We're going to have the latest on Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns are now involved. Fernando Tatis Jr. should probably just keep quiet next time he's talking about an injury and a motorcycle crash. We're going to talk about Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. The NCAA tournament is here. Is the AFC South getting a little bit more competitive? And Aaron Rodgers finally signs his deal. All of it is coming up next here on a Tuesday edition of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here. Uh, The usual grab ass and shenanigans here to start your morning. So uh, how we feeling, uh, especially uh, the pride of Dublin, Ohio, knowing that uh, we are just a mere hours away from St. Paddy's Day. Huh? Big time. Big time sticks. St. Paddy's Day in the Quinn household. 48 hours. Yeah, but I mean, it's never yeah. too uh, too early to start. I mean, uh, get well, things. Uh, yeah. I don't know about oh, that. If it's get you, rolling. if it's you, yeah. it's too early. Okay, well, that's uh, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, listen, that is uh, all of that is fair. I have yet to to experience how lightweight you are, but I, I've heard <laughs> I've heard that you're kind of lightweight. So it could be too early for you to start. Th- those are erroneous uh, accusations by uh, Brady yeah. Quinn, oh, okay. uh, who's who's been around. First of all, he's going to only focus on the one time him and I uh, were at the. Not golf true. tournament not true right. what about it, ted's montana uh okay did i not that, put on that, a better performance uh you were a little better but that was kind of like in your lane you ate food you also stuck to one specific type i, I do remember i do recall a time in la as well uh mm. although that was based around food and you had a really hard time uh, leaving that restaurant i'll just i'll put it that oh, way oh wow so, yeah that's uh you know i'm not sure what exactly you're talking well actually i do know what you're talking about this is <laughs> this is all yeah, i you know do. Met, yeah, this you is do. all i know met him tv star that night is i saw <laughs> <laughs> i saw team wolf oh, in in man. the flesh and i was proud that he said you know what i gotta go to this production meeting i can't do it but you got it you got it and he and he controlled himself and he was a professional, and I realized that there is a real wolf inside of one Q Quinn. Yeah, because it, yeah. we were we were ready to go. I, in fact, I did go. I went. I went. <laughs> how, how are you I, feeling today? By the way, yeah. I feel way better. The the, yeah. the hour tore me up. That hour change tore me up. I, I was done yesterday. I, I ain't gonna lie, because I was still faded when I came yeah. to the to the show. I was still like I was. I, I was still. <laughs> I was still trying God. to. I was still trying to get through having all the drinks that we had at that. And, and my God, fate drinking. I was drinking, faded drinking. Like, hey, you know what? <laughs> you can't say faded for drinking. Well, like, no, that's no. a term. They were, that's a term. Yeah. Trying to protect you, I believe. No, uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> trying well, to I mean, jeez. Oh, we didn't got so touch sensitive around here. So, uh. it, so let me make sure I say it very clearly, so that the terminology that Lavar uses on on Fox Sports Radio isn't misinterpreted. 
as I was sitting out and shots out to my man. Uh, I call I I, uh, I called him. What I, what did I call? Let me let me go into my my text messages because we we're we're text buddies now. <laughs> um, um, let's see. Uh, What's happening? Yeah, we were hanging out at. at is Jose Flores, by the way, he's a good dude. But I, I called him uh, Big Smooth. Jose Flores, Big Smooth, yeah. My, yeah, we were, my, my favorite, my, dad, my favorite Flores is Roberto. <laughs> my dad. But, uh, we were, we were at, we were <laughs> at. It's too poppy. We were at the Mandarin Pool. We were at the, you know, the legendary classic Mandarin yeah. Pool. Roberto's dad gets down like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we were drinking drinks, and I, I got. I got nice. I guess I can't say the the f bomb. Well, like know. that's yeah. crazy. But it's all right. Anyway, okay. it was uh, nice. I, I don't mean to derail this portion of the conversation. No, let's, I, I, let's go. I did no. I did mean to ask this question. So, for whatever reason, right. whenever I travel, I I usually first I don't know why I I will run into a different TV or movie star. Like it just happens, and mm-hmm. very, very oftentimes I don't ever say anything, because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I guess the reality is, is if someone if someone came up to me while I'm eating, I'm always like, all right, I don't mind it, but it's also not the nicest or most courteous thing to do, mm-hmm. you know. So my, <laughs> Alicia and I happen to <laughs> we, we're coming back from our little uh, wedding anniversary vacation, and, and we agent. stop off. Totally no. derailed you. <laughs> My agent was totally all in your face. Not this time. Oh, not okay. this time. Oh, okay. All right. We stop off at, a, at an Italian place in San Francisco, and we sit down, and it's only – it just opened up. Just opened up. It's only my wife and I really sitting in there. There's another couple, like, over on the other side of the, the room. And then we see um, this – a mother – it looked like maybe her sister, girlfriend, something. And then two kids that come home, they sit down literally right next to us. Entire restaurant's open right next to us. And then, if you know who Giovanni Rabisi is, he sits down. His father, I, I don't, there's one other one other guy in the family sits down as well. And and so then I'm sitting there, and Alicia looks at me. She's like, "Do you know who that is?" And I was like, uh, "No," because his back was turned to me. And so I, I I didn't I didn't pay attention. I really don't look around like that. And she starts talking. She's like, "No, that's that's so and so." I go, "Oh yeah." I was like, "I've seen it. He's in a bunch of stuff. Like he's mm, acted forever." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, then we realized Boiler Room. Boiler Room. Yeah, okay. He, he was in a series called Sneaky Pete more recently. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, he has. It, he's been in the Ted series. If you ever watched that with Mark Wahlberg, but then is then I really realized, oh, his sister's an actress too. She's sitting right there, and you so you're kind of just sitting there going, I don't know, I, I don't know why it always happens like that. But I guess my question was, and I was thinking about this yesterday, are you the type to eventually say hello or, hey, big fan, that kind of thing? Because I'm not. Like, I will not say a word to anyone. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like bothering people. I don't like, you know, having them have to go through that awkward moment. Um, at one point, they, it was an Italian restaurant, and obviously their, their last name's Italian. So they got up and started talking to um, the, the uh, owner of the restaurant, who apparently only spoke Italian, and then Giovanni spoke a little Italian. So there, he was like doing the translating all that for him. But it was just kind of an interesting deal, and I was like, like man, I, I'm just not that tight. I don't know if you guys are, but I'm not uh, that No, guy. I couldn't care less. I, I saw uh, <laughs> they were filming Celebrity uh, Family Feud, and they were staying at, at the hotel. So a lot of the people were walking through, and I didn't say I, I knew one of them, so I said what's up to them. Um, but I generally don't speak to people that I see that are famous. I've seen quite a few, but 
there's every once in a while I fanboy out. I will fanboy out. And I'll tell you the funniest the funniest one was I remember I was playing for for the then the R team and we were in Which which R team what are you talking about? The Washington Redskins. Oh, okay. Um that was the team I played for. I don't oh. know if we're going to dump that either. I, I, mean, I don't know. You, you might need point. to protect me again, Berto. <laughs> um but that is the team that I'm I'm in the uh, racist. Okay. <laughs> That's the ring of fame that I, I'm, I'm in is that team. So anyway, I won't drive that point home again. And, and if I've offended someone out there, I, I truly do apologize. But that is the team that paid me. And, you know, the reason why I'm on radio probably. Um, so uh, we're in, we're in, we're about to play the Giants and we're at an Italian restaurant, ironically or coincidentally enough. And we're sitting there and we're in the back and we're eating. And, and one celebrity came in. I think he was on The Sopranos. He comes in. And we're like, oh man, like this is a soprano. It's like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then Willow came in. Willow. And I fanboyed out. Who's Willow? Okay, we're we're, we're not friends, man. Well, no, we're, we're just, not friends. We you no, lost friends. You lost friends credit, bro. What do you, you mean? You don't remember the movie with Val Kilmer, and and it was a little movie the, Willow. The 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 movie's oh. called Willow. With oh, Matt, I thought. Matt Ar- what was his name? Mad Artigan or Mad Mad something? Oh, the, the person who played Willow. The came person yeah. that played War- Willow. Warwick Davis, I believe. There we oh, go. Okay. Yeah. I right. fanboyed out. I was like, yo, in the middle of this like very very nice swank restaurant. I stood up. I was like, oh my gosh, you're Willow, man. Over Willow, You're, I, I I just grew up on the movie, and I I like I thought he was like the coolest well, dude. What would you have done from if the Bigfoot from Harry and the Hendersons walked in? Uh, Kevin mean, I, Peter Hall, yeah, he's gone. Like you know, you knew his name. He's not alive. You knew his name. I did. He was the predator too. Was he really? Yeah. Wow, good for yeah. that. <laughs> we we <laughs> need to tap into this for a while. Levar knows all sorts. I of had stuff. no idea. Well, Willow had me thrown off, man. I I, I went over. He he gave me a hug. I was like, dude, I'm a big fan. I knew he was in Star Wars. You didn't know he was in Star Wars, but he was in Star Who Wars. Was he C4PO or whatever his name is? Uh, I think he was one of the Ewoks, in uh, fact. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. And then, and then I fanboyed out over over. Uh, you're lying! Like I fanboyed out over that too. Oh, when yeah, I came liar, in liar. here. I was like, golly. Yeah, <laughs> Justin Cooper. I mean, who doesn't? I fanboyed I mean. out. I was like, man, there he is. He's sitting right there. Like he's in our studio right now. Yeah. I'm in his studio, whichever one it was. But no, I fanboyed out in 1988. Yeah, how about this that, is, bro? Yeah. yeah, that is. Uh, by the way, Lavar, you are uh, you're in Jonas Knox territory. Yeah, they, they, we I made was it waiting one for segment that. of the show yeah. and that, you uh, the 80s movie, the 80s right. 90s movie. That's yeah. Right. yeah, I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> I was a kid. Yeah, kiss like, my I'm ass. old. If I, if I would have said that, all right, Brady would have busted my balls the for the entire rest I, of the show. I just did. Yeah, I just, just did. It's unfair. Just, did break it's unfair. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on Jaws. I'm waiting on Backtrack. Oh, hold on a second. On you guys, you, you guys fanboyed out after two movies that, that came out in what the 90s, 80s, and 90s. I'm sitting here quiet. You know, just uh, just minding I mean, my business. There were some really corny movies that I really geeked out over, like Gleaming the Cube. You remember that? I think no. Christian Slater oh was in that movie. I've yeah. never heard of that. Gleaming the cube, Never. check it out. It was some weird movies that I liked, and I would like get into it. Like I would go outside, like if it was a BMX movie, I would take my BMX and try to do like what they were doing in the movie. <laughs> if it was a skateboard movie, I tried to do what they were doing in really? the skateboard movie. I did some weird s man. Yeah. yeah. 
How about that? It, it got me pumped up, though. 80s movies were like the best, man. Yeah. They there were he is. Movies. Yeah. There he is. Yeah, they were pumped up. <laughs> that was what they were all about. It yeah. was all about like pumping you up. That was yeah. like you know Cold War times, like yeah. getting ready yeah. for you to beat Russia. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Rocky, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. Uh, Russia ain't losing right now. Big though. time. Oh jeez. Uh, all right, uh, and that'll conclude the uh, the worst segment we have done in the uh, history of the show here on oh, Fox it's pretty Sports entertaining. Radio. Uh, we needed more is, Jonas in it. That's what uh, it is. Uh, about. Two pros and a cup of here on I got dumped Radio. Wasn't as quick as I usually get dumped, but. Um, I feel great today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, speaking of uh, speaking of feeling great, all right, you have an opportunity to feel great. Unfortunately, you're going to be competing against us, so you won't because you're going to get your ass beat. Uh, but before we get into the details on that, I want to let you know that we, we are brought to you by Indeed. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit and speaking of indeed be sure to join fox sports radio's million dollar bracket challenge powered by indeed that's right the million dollar bracket challenge check this out if you fill out a perfect bracket at foxsportsradio.com you will win one million dollars that's right one million dollars and you can compete against fox sports radio hosts and fellow listeners the listener in first place even without a perfect bracket views wins a 48 inch view sonic hd tv it's a 48-inch HD TV. It will be yours, and it's sponsored by ViewSonic. You can fill out your bracket now until 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Thursday morning at FoxSportsRadio.com. That's FoxSportsRadio.com to fill out your bracket and get official rules. And I'm telling you right now, we want you there. We want everybody involved. Get as many people as you know involved in this competition because we want to see how many people we can beat. We are looking to dominate like we do every single year so you can fill it out. FoxSportsRadio.com Radio.com. I mean, Brady, uh, this has been a long-standing tradition, the beating we hand out during the NCAA tournament yeah, every single I, th- year. Th- this is my advice to most people, and this is what I tell them, Lavar. I said, if you're feeling bad about yourself, if you're feeling a little bit down, do not join. Do not join. We will only make you feel worse about yourself. You're only going to come away feeling like you got flogged. That's right. Publicly <laughs> beaten by us in our March Madness bracket as, as compared to whatever the hell you thought you knew about college basketball. Do not join us, okay? We will pummel you. We will do all we can wow. to make you feel worse about yourself with how badly we beat you in our March Madness bracket. Yeah, if you want to feel like that poor running back uh, when LeVar Arrington le- leaped over the line of scrimmage, El- over. Yeah, Elmer Hickman. You want you want to be uh, the guy uh, named after yeah. a glue? All right, that's fine. Uh, you join this bracket challenge, yeah. FoxSportsRadio.com, and come get slapped. Yeah. All if, right. If, if, if you want to be Willow, okay, I don't know how that movie went or what exactly happened. All right, don't join our bracket. All right, yeah. don't join our bracket. That's all I know. Willow had to save the baby, and he <laughs> saved the baby, and 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 all was well. Oh, God, that, that's the gist of the movie. Oh man, dope movie. If you get some time, watch Willow. It's yeah. But before you do that, fill out this bracket and get beat, all right? Get your ass beat by filling out this bracket. All right. Uh, Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, we have got uh, some speculation, a potential blockbuster trade in the works in the NFL. We have that for you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. 
LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up a little over 20 minutes from now, we have got uh, a very strange situation uh, in the world of sports. A star player who uh, maybe shouldn't uh, be so honest uh, next time. Uh, so we will get to that I guess conversation. that's me. Uh, <laughs> No, you're good. Oh, okay. uh, you're good. Uh, but uh, I apologize to everyone out there for yeah. coming out of the gate the way that I. Yeah, that's all right. Listen, I, my apologies. coming out hot. Yeah, I came in hot, Brady. I, you know, I didn't know till I got off the air and was made aware of I was not being a great role model in in terms of my conduct. So well. I. I'm so sorry. Hey, there you go. You know, we'd... Roberto, I appreciate you protecting me from myself when hey, I was not hey, responsible hey, enough hey, to protect hey, myself. Hey, Thank hey, you. Hey, Thank you, guys. And you thought Joe Flores was the only Flores in your life? Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. forget who brought Shots you to out the dance. to my my man, Big Schmoove. Um, we, we were we were very well behaved at the pool and at the man. Uh, did nothing. We just drank water, sipped uh, tea, and. At strumpets and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pastries. Strumpets. Yeah. Huh? Pastries. Wow. Pastries. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, some cucumber slices yes. and uh, the works. Yes. Um, on the eyes, too. Oh, yeah. There we go. It's, all, right. Um, all right. So uh, we've got uh, a very big day uh, ahead of us. Uh, now, apparently, Deshaun Watson uh, has met with the Saints and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he met with them yesterday. Now there are some reports out that Deshaun Watson is also going to be meeting with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, which is interesting because the Browns have a quarterback. And um, I know, feel like I brought that up <laughs> yesterday. Did somebody, or Brady, somebody, one of us brought that up yesterday that Cleveland could be one of those deals. And why not? Because you could trade Baker and that would be of value. But the question would be how much value is connected to that? How many picks? What well, you got to do if you're giving Baker away in the trade? Because there's been well, there's been other stuff that's out there that uh, the Saints and the uh, Panthers are the only teams that Deshaun Watson would be willing to accept a trade to, and then all of a sudden the Browns come in and they're supposed to meet with him today. I, I don't know if there's uh, how legit the Browns report is. There's a couple of different places that are saying it, but point being. You know, teams are jockeying for interviews with Deshaun Watson to try and figure this whole thing out. And if you are the Browns, and this report is true, now what the hell does Baker Mayfield think uh, when they got to go back to him and say, uh, "Listen, we were, you know, it, you know, it wasn't like a combine. We were there to talk to somebody else, and Deshaun just happened to be there." Like they've got to, at some point, you know, explain to him, like, "Hey, you know, we uh, we looked at this, and uh, and I just wonder how Baker Mayfield's going to take that." Uh, not it. well. Yeah. Uh, n- not well at all. I-, I would imagine that he is most likely not looking at even trying to negotiate any sort of extension anymore. He- he's just I-, I feel like he'll probably just want to play this thing out, play as best as he possibly can, and then force the Browns to be in a situation where his asking price is so astronomical that after this year, if he does what I think he's going to do, I think he's going to play well they're not going to be able to come to an agreement. And they'll have to either tag him and trade him, or maybe they just let him go in the free agency. I mean, that would be surprising if that was the case. I don't really foresee that happening, but I don't think he's going to take it well. And I, I, I think this may be a scenario, if, if they don't end up – like, if you, look at, if you look at all the potential suitors, Saints, Panthers, Browns now are in the mix – the Browns are the only team that can actually provide the Texans with maybe what they want to a degree. 
something closer to a franchise quarterback. Even though I think they, I think Davis Mills played pretty well as a rookie last year. But they're the only team that can truly say, we, we want to trade for Deshaun Watson. Here's what you're asking for. And we want Baker Mayfield as part of that. If you look at the Saints or the Panthers, you're probably looking at a trade compensation package that's including Michael Thomas, for example, or if it's Carolina, uh, Christian McCaffrey. They're like other big star players that can help out your roster, but also there's a, a fair amount that you're going to have to absorb under your uh, salary cap. So when I'm looking at this entire scenario, I'm thinking to myself, Cleveland's the only one with a legitimate, hey, let's trade a kid who's from Texas, by the way, began playing his college ball at Texas Tech. I'm sure it wouldn't be the worst thing for him to want to go back to Texas or Houston in his mind. And then get a fresh start with a team that's actually trading for him instead of one that's now looking at other options, whether via the draft or now with Deshaun Watson that's currently out there to try to figure out if they want to make a bid on his services. And getting out of a place that clearly didn't want you. They had an opportunity to negotiate an extension last year. They offered was not what Baker wanted and was willing to bet on himself and we we know how that played out. The interesting thing is is all those names, they're all considered to be pretty much damaged goods. The idea of it would be who's less damaged. Is it Michael Thomas? Is it Christian McCaffrey? Is it Baker Mayfield? Yeah. If you ask me, I'm going Baker Mayfield. If I'm trying to make this trade, because you can't trust picks. You can't trust it. And if I'm going to trade away to to get Deshaun Watson, if I'm going to trade away to try to replace what I'm doing in 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 Houston, I, I, to be honest with you, Baker Mayfield is is it's kind of funny. He's like kind of like a conundrum. He's kind of not as good as some people think he is, but he's certainly not as bad 100%. as people think he is. And and I think that in terms of him having the opportunity to get that fresh start and be somewhere where the drama may not be as bad for him because I think the drama is still drama in in Houston for the, for this team but you you bring in a calming factor right you bring in a stabilizing force in Lovey Smith we know if we don't know anything else we know that Lovey Smith will bring a a a type of of way that will kind of stabilize how people are feeling and and how they do things for Baker to go and play for a coach like that at this point in his career I think the therapeutic side of it would have a ton of value as well if I'm if I'm Baker Mayfield and I see this there's two ways I look at it one I got to get what I can get because they clearly don't buy into me or two I got to have the best offseason that I can have And I have to have the best season, no matter where it is I end up. I have to have the best season that I possibly can have right now, this season. Don't look at tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. You got a ball right now. And for what it's worth, you got to stay healthy. You got it. This is your year. You got to do it. 
it's like people forget that he was banged up all last year. Virtually the entire season, he was playing way less than 100%. And you get blamed for that, though. You're held accountable yeah. for but, that in the but, league. But Anything if, you put on tape. But yeah. it, it feels like Baker Mayfield gets held a little bit more accountable than a lot of quarterbacks because people don't like him for whatever well, reason. He rubs people wrong. Technically, he doesn't because the ones that get held more accountable are looking for jobs. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean, like, like, look at look at your boy that went to uh, Darnold. Look at Darnold. Look at there's there's guys that that are out there that man, will get held more accountable and they're let go. Sam Darnold uh, gets way more. Uh, they cut him way more slack than Baker Mayfield does. I mean, it's you know we give him a second chance, give him this. He's a nice guy. He's this. He's that. I mean, Baker Mayfield was was banged up almost the entire season last year, playing through injury. You know, pl- doing whatever he could with that team who had a lot of other issues outside of just Baker Mayfield's oh. health. No, I'm just saying like but the oh, the, the idea that Baker, all of it, do, do the did Browns all that. did the Browns realize where they were before Baker Mayfield got there? I mean, did they give you that grace, Brady? Did they give you that grace when you no. were there and you were no, fighting I, your ass off to try to make things happen? No, and, and I, I think part of the reason why he's a polarizing player how he's viewed is he's given you both ends of the spectrum. You know, we we've talked about the really story of his career and he bursted on the scene setting a touchdown record in his rookie year which gave people hope and optimism his second year didn't follow that up very strong third year had his best season they go to the playoffs they win a game and then this past year he's playing banged up it wasn't really playing great before that and it doesn't help either when you've got a wide receiver in Odell Beckham who does move on who's better utilized and ends up winning a Super Bowl and now you've got a teammate in Jarvis Landry who maybe there are some thoughts there. Those Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry are close, college teammates, good friends, all that. And there was a thought that maybe there was some frustration on the part of Jarvis Landry saying, I'm stuck in a spot where I don't feel like I'll be able to reach the ability to win a Super Bowl. Now he's gone. Now he's out. So you start to connect some of the dots. and You say, I, I can see how he'd be a polarizing figure because of how he conducts himself or has off the field because of how he's performed on the field. I, I think there's ammunition for either side of the argument as far as what he has been. And th- if there's one thing I know about the NFL, it's that they reward consistency. Look at Kirk Cousins and the deal he just signed. Look at his entire career. He might have a ceiling, but I'll tell you this much, he's got a high floor, and that will win you a lot of football games and get you paid a lot of money in the NFL. Teams will not want what we've seen so far from Baker, where it can look great at times and it can look bad. They don't want that. They want something a lot more consistent somewhere in the middle, even if you have limited upside. You know, everyone's got investments, different things, right? If someone told you, hey, you might not make as much when the stock market's doing well, you might say, okay, but tell me why that's the case. Oh, it's because we're going to limit your downside risk. So when everyone else is losing 10% of their portfolio, you might only lose two. But when everyone else is making 25%, you might only make 16, 17%. Would you be willing to take that? And you go, well, yeah, I guess so, right? Like if I could basically almost lose nothing in a down market where everyone else is, I'd take that. That's how NFL teams are with how they look at their quarterbacks, their quarterback play. And, and that's where I, I kind of – I look at this situation and, and is Deshaun Watson an upgrade of Baker Mayfield? Probably based on what we've seen him do so far in his NFL career. Uh, I think he adds an athletic element to it that Baker doesn't quite have. 
And, you know, there's, there's something there. There's something to that. And would he be able to raise up Cleveland and be that transcendent player they need him to be at the quarterback spot? I, I think he's definitely capable with some of the weapons they have. But, again, that doesn't mean that Baker can't go win and can't go off into the playoffs with some of their team. I think he just needs a little more help out around him and probably to be in a system that plays more to his strengths. But he's got to find more consistency. And to LeVar's point, if indeed this were to happen, where this is his last year, whether it's in Cleveland or even if he got traded somewhere else, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to play more to the level we saw his rookie year, his third year, than, than what we saw last year in his second year in the league. I just uh, I, I think the Browns were a crap bag before he got there. I think he's much better than a lot of people want to give him credit for. And the idea that that they're just going to move on because we're the Browns, we could we could do so Don't much. Do you think they know though? I mean, as much as you want to say that, they're an entirely different organization. They're entirely different now. They've got a head coach. He's been through what two since he's been there. Started with Hugh, then went through. Um, who was the uh, Freddie Kitchen? Yeah, Freddie Kitchen. And now you're with Stefanski, right? Um, I, I just I feel like you've you've basically gotten them to a point where he's on his third head coach. He's with uh, you know I, I don't know how many GMs it's been now. Andrew Barry's done a good job. I, I think they understand and know what they have in the building, and I think that's one of the reasons why they would even explore this, knowing it's going to become public, because there is a sense that look if we do this. It's going to make him mad. It's, it's going to ruin any chance we have of keeping this guy long-term if we do this and if it gets out. I mean, if it, and, if, and if they don't pull off the trade and they've got to go back to him, it's going to get so awkward there, but, man. But, <laughs> but he still has his job that he has to do. <laughs> I mean, and, and listen, sometimes playing mad can be the most beneficial thing to somebody's career. I mean, honestly, not feeling as though – you're appreciated. Sometimes you just got to sink into what you know and what has gotten you there. Because for the most part, most of us are. I mean, if you look at his story, he's an underdog story. And this falls in line with being an underdog. So to me, it is what it is, right? People are going to feel the way that they're going to feel. You still have no excuse as to you doing your job. Get your job done. And if you get your job done and you do it at a high level, then that's how you get the last laugh as it applies to you. And 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 that's really all he can he can lean on and focus in on because if he focuses in on other things, they put blinders on horses. Some horses have them, some don't. They put them on the horses that tend to look to the side. They see another horse, they're distracted, right? You put those blinders on, you see the finish line. He needs to put blinders on. He needs to see his goal because at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. And at Santa Anita, they put sheets on him afterwards too. Nothing knew that. What? Is that, oh, is my white, mic on? White, sorry, that sounds that. racist. Yeah, sorry. That sounds racist, <laughs> man. White, said, white sheets. That's a racist. You know, come on. Listen. That is so racist. Come on. Little, that is so That's how you're feeling today, huh? Little, 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 little dead horse joke here to start off a, a Tuesday. Uh, now you are trying to, try to clean it up, huh? All right. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> <laughs> we are off to the races. You didn't think about that, did you? Hey, look, um, Brady's from Ohio. I'm from PA, so yeah. you can't make jokes with white sheets, right? It doesn't work that way. Just doesn't work that way. We know we know a little bit about that. Uh, all right, uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio coming up next. Uh, there's a star player in the world of sports, and he got a little bit too honest yesterday. We'll get into that discussion for you right here on FSR.
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, Coming up top of next hour, about 15 minutes from now, uh, one team has decided on their future. Uh, They have picked their guy, and they are going to move forward, but... There could be another move happening soon. We'll have that for you here at Top of Next Hour on FSR. Before we get into another edition of In Case You Missed It, want to let you know we are brought to you by Indeed. Hiring, heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee Zlap. That's right, you guys. In case you missed it, uh, Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. He arrived at uh, spring training a little banged up yesterday reported that he had been involved in a motorcycle accident and he indicated that was actually a couple incidents and that when he was asked to clarify this is what it sounded like when was the accident which one the motorcycle accident which one uh when the, when the reporters were reporting which was january december that day yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey man which like, don't, one? Don't do that. Because now they're not going to void his contract, January, right? December. Which, which day? Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. I, I think yeah. they've already said they're not going to try and void uh, any portion of his contract because uh, this happened away from the team. But uh, I mean, what are you doing, man? Like, just keep keep quiet. He yeah. had indicated that if there wasn't a lockout, this might not have happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I yeah, I got you. Yeah. Is your contract? Yeah. Is your contract still? It it isn't live when you're in a lockout correct so he's almost like he doesn't have a job correct um yeah i mean during that period of time when players are locked out technically they could go juice up if they wanted to they could do whatever they want because they're unemployed at least from the mlb correct i mean you're still subject to be drug tested or face any of those uh penalties when you come back but during that period of time technically you were a lawless um you could do whatever you want mercenary yeah yeah there you go go out there have some fun that day that's when i did it what what were some uh what were some clauses in uh your guys's contract oh Oh, wait we can't ask you know what became a thing (laughs) you couldn't play nintendo wii so it became oh, people wow. started getting tennis elbow from playing Nintendo Wii, <laughs> and I remember there was written in one of the deals, and I was like, "Wow, that's so." It's gotten way out of hand, but skiing was one, you know, basketball, other sports. It, it's uh, there's like an overarching language within the contract that prohibits you from doing that. Yeah, Mario Kart too. That was a part of it, you know. What about playing with what? fireworks? Yeah. Is that because yeah. of the banana and the tailpipe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and you know, kinda like spraying thumbs, you know. 
What about a uh, spraying thumbs? What, what about playing know. with fireworks? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Probably in a couple of uh, yeah. contracts now. That's assume. my homie, so I ain't gonna say his. I ain't gonna out him like that. Yeah, just uh, yeah. yeah. Leave them. Leave those fireworks alone. Yeah. As this, yeah. Let somebody else do that. Do you think Fernando Tatis's agent is like, uh, hey, you know, like, uh, why don't you just say you heard it in the batting cages? Like, you know, why don't you just? Uh, his agent is probably saying, hey, you know, I'm recruiting about three, four, five other guys, six. Hopefully, I could repa- replace the production. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So now he's going to be out what till August? I think they're saying there's. Uh, I mean, Jesus, that's uh, that's a bad spot to be in. Uh, what else we got, Lee? <laughs> you guys, the big dance is around the corner, where it's uh, estimated to be about three point one billion dollars bet on this tournament. Yeah. But one better has already turned that's a lot of money, a profit by betting one dollar to earn almost ten thousand dollars on just the conference tournaments in a nine leg parlay. The biggest one being uh, plus four ten long shot for Iowa to win the Big Ten title. So one dollar turned into a little over ninety-seven hundred dollars. That's correct. That's good math. Good for him. Man. Here's here's the problem, and this is this is he's going to get so greedy, he's going to think to himself, "Why didn't I just do ten dollars?" Because because I could have I could have won a whole lot more, and now he's going to chase it the rest of his life. He'll never win something like this ever again, ever again. He's going to lose his next thirty bets. Speak from experience. Why, why are you putting that evil on Just him, saying, Ricky Bobby? I sp- speak from experience. Well, maybe his experiences are different than yours. Well, Clearly. Just, well, I mean, listen. Uh, what's that supposed to mean? You don't think I've ever won a parlay before? I've With been parlayed. One dollar that that almost paid you ten hey, G's. I've been parlayed. Hey, listen. All right. You, I made it up to 30000 off of 500 playing blackjack and gave it all back in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That so is a story go. told over and over and over yeah. again. I, I'm, I'm ashamed of it, but I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it yeah. because I know I would not have been a responsible steward over that those winnings. So it was That's like how you for justified my better. it? Yes, it was for the better. <laughs> 100%. I looked at TJ. When we got up to about 20, I looked at TJ. I said, oh, my God. What is tonight going to be? What is this night going to lead to? And then What I is it, it going to be? What is it going to be? <laughs> and I lost it all in, like, the next five, six minutes. Oh, that's yeah. a bummer. I was doubling down on, like, $9,000 hands, man. It just went. And it was one. It was one deck, one deck uh, blackjack. And so. that and, and you know, that didn't bother you at all. Like no. I'd be depressed no. for for weeks. I and like weeks I and like weeks. the adrenaline rush of it. It's uh. not about the money of it. It was only five hundred dollars. You know what I mean? It wasn't twenty, thirty thousand. It was really five hundred. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we got to bring TJ on to talk about this one day because yeah. TJ was looking at me with the the look of disgust. He was so disgusted <laughs> with me. Like, how? Why wouldn't you just give me some of that those chips? Yeah. So you didn't use them. <laughs> give me ten. And G's. I told him I've done that before, and I asked for the chips back to double down. Oh, so it's man. like you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's a bummer. Same thing, make you laugh, make you cry is what they say. So. Uh, what else we got, Lee? You guys, in case you miss it, sad news to pass along. WWE legend Scott Hall passed away yesterday at age 63 oh, after being yeah, taken off sad. life support after suffering complications during a, a procedure on his broken hip. Yeah, I think he was uh, he was featured on the great uh, game show Pro Wrestler or Porn Star back in the day. Uh, you know, on the Razor Ramon overnight. was one of them dudes. He was a dude. <laughs> Razor Ramon. Yeah. Like, who do you think came up with that name? I don't know, but it totally. <laughs> That's fit a great him. name. It totally fit him. <laughs> Razor. His outfit, it to, it just totally fit him. The razor's edge, it just totally fit him. You know, man. there's a there's a local wrestler who's an independent wrestler whose name was Rudy Switchblade. And it just 
didn't fit. <laughs> but do you it think just it, didn't hit the do, same do way. Do you think that was a play off uh, Razor Ramon? Like that was their uh, their version of oh, Razor there's Ramon? There's just too much there. Well, Razor Ramon was just a play off of uh, Scarface. That's all it, that's, yeah. That's all it yeah, was. He, yeah, he was Cuban. He was a yeah. white guy. Yeah. That they, they, they dyed his hair and made him Cuban, and everybody thought he was Cuban for years. He was a white guy. Hey, Chico, call out there, man. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Because yeah. I definitely thought he was... Oh, you didn't know he was white? No. Wow. Did I mean, Roberto, know. I mean, come on. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.